Losing Weight to Gain Control. Today's topic, Part 2 of Getting Started. Hello and welcome to Episode 13 of the Losing Weight to Gain Control Podcast. I'm Coach Gwen, your host. If you've been with me since episode number one, I want to say thank you for listening. If this is their first time that you're tuning in, I want to still say thanks for taking the time to listen. For for those of you that this is your first time, I started this podcast uh, based on my book that I wrote called Losing Weight to Gain Control, Loving Your Weight Maintenance Journey. And if you want to buy a copy of it, it's in ebook form. You can go on Amazon.com and buy the ebook or the print book. Now, I decided to start the podcast as a way to help others stay motivated during their weight loss journey to maintenance and even to stay motivated when they get to their goal weight. I've lost 70 pounds uh, total and 12 and a half inches off of my waist and hip area, and I've been in maintenance for about a year. Living in maintenance is not so bad because the way I lost the weight was the way I am still continuing on in maintenance to sustain it. I will admit it took me three years to get the 70 pounds off. And and some people might say, well, that's too long. But the thing was, I wanted to do it in a way where I could keep it off the rest of my life. So I don't care what plan that you use. You don't even have to follow the way that I did it. But whatever plan that you use, you have to ask yourself this question. Is it something you could maintain the rest of your life? In last week's episode, I gave four or I think five steps. I think I didn't count correctly to help you get started with your own weight loss process. Now, during my weight loss journey, I followed people like Brian Ganey, who had lost almost 400 pounds and has kept it off. Yes, I said 400 pounds. He wrote a book called Impossible, How I Lost Nearly 400 Pounds Without Surgery. And there's also a podcast I listened to called Half Size Me by Heather Robertson, uh, where she recounts uh, how she lost the weight, but she also features people that are doing different plans, but it's pretty much the same basic concept of what everybody does to lose it and keep it off, which is what I'm talking about in these episodes. And there's also another lady I follow. Her name's Diane Diane Carbonell. Um, She wrote a book called 150 Pounds Gone Forever. People like Bo Cartwright I also follow who developed his own program and now helps others to get healthy. I studied them to see what they did. That's how you succeed at something. Find someone who has done what you want to do and so and do what they did and still do. That's a misconception I think many of us have about losing weight. We think, I will do what it takes to lose it, then I'll go back to eating normal again, so to speak. Uh, it's time to get a new normal. Okay. Quick review of last week's steps. Step one, take a look at where your life is now and where you want it to be. Many people want to change, but don't know, but don't want to do anything about it. Change will not happen until you really look at what you need to do to change your body 
your money, your job situation, or your life. Step number two, look at past attempts at losing weight and write down or type why they didn't work. Why wasn't what you did in the past working for you? Then look at the list and see what healthy habits you could incorporate into your life right now. Only look at the actions you could do the rest of your life, not just until you lose the weight. Step three, make a list of your favorite foods. Now this step should be fun. You want to start finding healthier substitutes for your favorite foods. If you love hamburgers, buy a leaner ground beef or ground turkey to make them. Use whole wheat pita pockets or whole grain breads or buns for your burger. Also, in this step, start paying attention to portion sizes of your food. Get measuring cups and measuring spoons and start learning what a portion size looks like. You will be amazed when you start doing that. Also, eat on smaller plates and when you cook or bring food home from uh, a restaurant, put the extra food on the counter and not on the table in front of you. If it's not in front of you, you will not eat it. Step four, you have to track what you're eating. I don't care if you write it down on a tablet, a piece of paper, or use an app that tracks that. You have to be conscious of what you are putting into your body. You need to log how much you ate and also uh, includes what you drink. Any beverages you drink that has calories counts also. So step four was to log your food and beverages. Step five, you have to have an idea of how many calories your body needs to function. Yes, losing weight is about burning calories. But if you are eating, excuse me, but if you are eating less than your body needs to survive, it will try to hang on to what you have. I did this years ago when I had lost weight. I thought the less calories I ate and the more I exercised, the better it was, right? I was eating a dangerously low amount of calories that I should have ended up in the hospital. That's how bad it was. You have to have an idea of what your what's called your basal metabolic rate is. That's the minimum amount of calories your body needs to survive. And then you need to know how many more calories you need for your activity level. I won't go into the details here since I did it in last week's episodes. Uh, but you can do a Google search for basal metabolic rate calculator to find one to give you an idea of your caloric needs. Or if you have an app that you track your food, they usually do this for you. That was our review. Now I'm going to continue on to the next steps. Step six, exercise. Do you have to do it? I've already done a past episode on exercise. Should Do you need to do it in order to lose weight? I know there are people who have lost weight without exercise, but they have to really watch how what they eat very closely. And what if you are physically not able to move very well at all? You should talk to your doctor before you begin any exercise program, especially if you do have physical limitations. The easiest form of exercise that most people do to get started is walking. I still enjoy walking. Uh, To get started, do 15 to 20 minutes, maybe 3 to 4 days a week. Then work up to walking longer. Also, if you decide to take exercise classes at your local gym, I recommend not doing any classes that last over an hour to begin. If you haven't conditioned your body to do this, 
you'll get discouraged. I recommend classes that last maybe 30 to 45 minutes to start. And you may want to start with classes that are cardio-based only. Or if they do weights, light weights. That could be a spin class, a step class, a kickboxing class, or even just like a cardio-based class. The reason I say to start with workouts that are 30 to 45 minutes is if you go too hard at the beginning, you will probably get burned out. I've done it. I'm speaking from experience and I've seen others go through the same thing. I was so ready to get the weight off. I thought I thought doing a lot of exercise would just make it happen. I got burned out and overtrained my body and quit because I thought this is just, I can't keep this up. The time when I decided to lose the weight, I capped my exercise time at no longer than an hour. In the past, I had exercised for an hour and a half or two hours. I had no life. Now, if you want to exercise for hours a day, that's your choice. But I didn't want to spend a good part of my day exercising. I needed a balance, and you do too. The concentrated exercise shouldn't be your only activity, though, during the day. One of your goals should be to become more active in your life. That was why I didn't want to exercise for over an hour every day. I have other things I want to do. I would recommend some type of weight training. Light weights between 3 to 5 pounds if you're just starting. You can even use your body weight to tone your body. Push-ups even on your knees is a good body weight exercise. I still do them on my knees. I can somewhat do them off my knees. That's one of my exercise goals. I've progressed to where I can do bicep curls with 10 to 12 pound dumbbells. I can do burpees and I do kickboxing with weighted gloves. I can do kettlebell workouts now. But that's not how I started. I still modify some of my workouts. If you are limited in your mobility, just try walking up and down the aisle of a store with a basket. That's what Brian Ganey, the guy I mentioned earlier, did that lost almost 400 pounds because that was all he could do. He would lean on the basket and walk up and down the aisles at Walmart. If all you can do is stand and sit in your chair, stand up, sit down, then start there. Your main goal is to try and move as best as you can. Next step, step seven. Get detailed about changes you want to make in your life and start planning them. In step one, I talked about writing down what you wanted your life to look like. Now this is the phase where you're going to start getting detailed about it. What do you want to look like physically? What kind of relationships do you want? What kind of money do you want? And what's the reason why you want money? Here are some of the things you will have to start looking at to make those happen. You have to start managing your time, telling it what you want to do. You have to start letting some things go that may not be important. You need to start getting uncomfortable and doing things that get you out of your comfort zone. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to start looking at past hurts in your life and failures and getting over them. Maybe for a period of time to make the money you want or to get out of debt if that's your goal. You may have to sell stuff or get an extra job and sacrifice to get your financial goals. That's not, and it doesn't have to be forever that you have to do some of those things. But if you are serious about doing this, you have to get 
uh, part control of that those parts of your life also. Hence the title of my book, Lose Weight, Gain Control. Let's look at time management first. I know what you're saying, Coach Gwen. I don't have enough time to do anything. I have a family. I have a job. By the end of the day, I am so tired, I have no energy. I know how you feel. I was there. I am there sometimes. I still have to watch that. Even as a single person, I still have limited time to try and get everything done. I mean, I have to do it all myself. I have to do the laundry. I have to get the bills paid. I have to do the get the groceries. I have to make sure maintenance is done on this and that. And plus, I work a full-time job. <laughs> so I, I know how you feel. What you need to do, though, is you have to sit down. Yes, you will have to make time to sit down and look at, if you're in the family situation, look at everyone's schedule in the household, your work schedule, uh, husband, whoever, you know, kids, what, where they're running around to. And try to get a paper or a board that breaks down your day by the hours. And write in everything for, the, let's say, the next day, if, whenever you're planning this, uh, from when you wake up to when you usually leave. I mean, everything. Who has to be where, where when, and then to where at what time. When does uh, Johnny have to be at whatever practice he's got? And what time Sally needs to be at school? I guarantee you when you look at this, you will know why you are so tired. While you are sitting there, why not do the same thing for the next two days and start pre-planning? Tell the kids, get your clothes ready and clothes they need for practice, have them ready. If you have little children and you have to have diaper bags, if you, if you have it, have several of them packed at any given time so you don't have to worry about trying to get one together or where it's at. If you don't have any diaper bags, they have these great dollar stores where you can go buy cheap ones if you don't want to buy an expensive one just to get you started. Even plan when it's bedtime for you and the kids. I, I still have to do this. Rest is very important for losing weight. Many times you overeat because you are so tired and your body wants energy and you're trying to get it from food. Maybe you usually use this time when everyone is asleep to clean or watch TV. Nothing wrong with that, but ask yourself, how important is it now to have a clean house? I've done that, and I'm a neat freak. I have sometimes had over a week's worth of dishes or laundry to do, but my sleep was more important. Don't let it get out of control, though. Depending on the ages of the children you have, ask them to help. This would be a good time to spend time together and to talk and plan your days while doing something. TV's not bad, but what else could you do with that time to make you relax? How about listen to an ebook about time management or listen to some relaxing music? For one year, and this was several years ago, I gave up television and I didn't miss it. And when I did start watching TV again, it was pretty much the same stuff that was going on. I missed nothing. I started to sleep better because I wasn't falling asleep with the TV on. Also, that includes your cell phone. Limit its usage of any mobile device before you go to bed. It's stimulating your brain. You're trying to actually power down and they, and they will power you back up. You could use this time to plan meals and exercise or look at what you need to prepare now so tomorrow morning isn't so crazy. Sit down and take control of your time. Money. 
We all complain about we don't have enough and we want more. What are you doing about it? What do you want your money to do? Do you want more money? Do you even know how much debt you are in right now? <laughs> Some of you may not want to know how much debt you have right now. Or you may think, since I have a 30-year mortgage, why worry about it? It's 30 years anyway. The reason is the more money you have to invest in yourself and your family, the better you will feel. Yes, it can be hard. It took me 10 years to pay off my student loans. And I'm not going to tell you the amount, but if I told you the amount, you would laugh at how long it took me to pay it off. But that was because, but I didn't care how long it was going to take me. I did it. I mean, I was working a full-time job plus teaching piano lessons. Uh, and I would do that three to four days a week. So I would work my full-time job and then come home and teach for maybe another two or three hours, depending on how many students I had. I mean, it was crazy. But I wanted to get this paid. I didn't do both jobs for 10 years. For it was about five years, I did both of them. The original length of the loan, though, was supposed to be 20 years. And I thought, I am not taking 20 years to pay this off. But when I did get it paid off, that encouraged me to help me get other debt paid off. I even framed my payoff letter because I knew the work and sweat I put into doing that. Now, my other debts I'm still working on, but I'm farther along than if I didn't decide to look at how much is there and how, how long it's going to take me to do this. Yes, this means that I have to get creative with having fun or um, other things I want. I'm always looking for events in my community and local surrounding communities that are inexpensive, but that's another way of me saying free. I've learned how to cook in a way that I can make my meals really stretch. I don't do any strange cooking. If you want to follow me on Facebook, I'm at the Gwen Alexander or just uh, search Gwen Alexander. I post pictures of what I eat and what I eat is pretty, pretty what I would call practical. And that's one of the things that people tell me is, wow, your meals are so practical. But I noticed when I started eating one meal and watching my portion sizes, my food actually lasted longer. One thing I remember when I was growing up was when certain food items were gone, like if we liked potato chips and they were gone, mom didn't go to the store and say, okay, I'll go get you some more. We had to wait until the next grocery run. So we learned how to make things last since we didn't know, oh, when, when are we going to get our next grocery stock up? That made me think about, uh, do I want to eat all of this right now? Even just knowing what your finances are doing can make you feel better. Just knowing how much debt you have and what your income is may make you feel bad at first, but that's the first step in taking control of your finances. Another thing is, start doing things you love to do. I'm not just talking about going out with friends or shopping. Shopping's great. I like to shop every now and then. Did you maybe used to paint and gave it up because you didn't think you were any good at it? Have you thought about taking up salsa dancing? I'm not a dancer. I'm not doing that, but maybe you want to. Maybe you always wanted to learn how to play an instrument. What is it that you wanted to do but talk yourself out of? I started playing the piano again. I actually have a degree in a Bachelor of Music in Piano Performance, but there was a point in my life where I gave it up because I, I just gave up on myself. 
And now after 20 years, which I've been playing a little more before then, but 20 years ago was the last time I actually gave a full recital where it was just me. Guess what I'm working on right now? So for the first time in a long time, I'm doing something that that excites me. You know, that excites me. That's actually a big deal for me. For the first time, I started going to historical reenactments. I started going to symphony concerts again. I had a chance to see my favorite pianist. His name is Jim Brickman, if you want to look him up. Uh, And I got to see him twice within two years. He came to my area. That's almost unheard of for any recording artist. And somebody else paid for the tickets for me. Talk about encouraging. But I started getting out of my comfort zone and living and doing things that I enjoyed. And what about relationships? This is all still the same step. I should have put sub-steps like ABC in here. (laughs) Relationships. I have to admit, this was a struggle for me. I grew up in a family environment where many of my family members struggled with uh, self-medicating themselves to escape life. I used food to escape. I learned not to share my feelings, whether good or bad. I learned not to share any accomplishments with anybody. I used food to stuff my emotions down. I had to learn how to relate to people and to love myself enough to treat myself nicely. Now, I've had the chance to meet some awesome people where I live and online. I'm human. I'm afraid of rejection, and I'm sure you are too. I've been rejected, but I've learned from it and kept going. Actually, what I do when I'm feeling down is text someone that I know is struggling or send a card letting them know I'm thinking about them. This past Valentine's Day, one of the things I did was I said I picked three or four people that I just wanted to send a Valentine's Day card just to let them know how much they mean to me. And they weren't necessarily family members. And they, they were, people were so surprised to get that from me. But that was something that made me feel good to make somebody else feel loved on Valentine's Day. Usually, I send lots of texts or cards uh, to the people that I'm, uh, that I know are struggling. It helps me get over my feeling that I'm all alone and nobody wants me around. You may have to end some relationships once nobody, once you find that uh, there may be toxic to you. I'm a, I'm a people pleaser and it's hard for me to tell someone no, but I have learned if I don't say no to some relationships, they will not enhance my life. You have to look at the relationships in your life and decide if they are worth continuing or worth working on. It is your decision. Step eight, and this is the last one. You need support. You need support from other people that are going through the process and have been through it. There are going to be times when you will want to quit. This is too hard. Your family doesn't believe in you, and maybe even most of your friends, and maybe you don't even believe in you. You will have to get creative with where you find your support. Now, I'm a Christian. I I read my Bible, and I base a lot of how I live on what the Bible says. You know, a lot of the people in there that I'm starting to realize, they were just like me. You know, they had these hard lives, and they were asked to do something that they didn't even believe that they could do. But they did it. One place you can find support is on in Facebook groups uh, can help. 
I actually have a Facebook group that's uh, if you're on Facebook and you want to do a search for losing weight to gain control and you click to be added to the group and then I can add you. And it's a place where we encourage each other, not just weight loss. I mean, I want to know what what is it you want to do with your life? You know, we're, we're there to help to encourage you like you can do it. Oh, you're having a hard day. This person's having a hard day. You can get through this. Some people like getting support online because they are not comfortable being in a group of people or because they may have not have the money right now to pay for a local group to attend. And sometimes it's hard to find people that are struggling with the same thing that you're struggling with. I know there are some public groups on Facebook, but it's almost like you get lost in all the people that are in these groups. Try joining a group where there won't be any trolls or where the administrator of the group keeps a close eye on this. Try to find a trusted friend that you can talk to, whether it's by phone or, or Skyping or texting. Someone who will not tell you, just give up, you've done enough. I love you the way you are. Now that's not bad to say they love you the way you are. But when they see that you're literally hating yourself, they they should be love you enough to say, you know what, I'm going to help you through this. It's nice that they're supportive that way, but that's not going to help you reach your goal. Make sure it's someone you trust and they're going to tell you the truth when you need to hear it. But they know when it's time to be supportive and tell you, you can make it. If you don't have any of those resources, listen to podcasts to get some encouragement. When I first lost my, when I first started my weight loss journey in 2011, again, I didn't tell anyone what I was doing. I had tried and failed before. And my reason for not telling anyone is I needed to do this for me this time, not so people could watch me. I'm just strange like that. When, when I'm competing against me, it's a whole different ball game. Plus, I had a lot of weight to lose, plus a lot of emotional baggage to deal with. Having those podcasts that I could listen to at any time helped me stay on track. That's it. I know today's episode was a little longer, but I hoped it was a help to you. And last week's also. I don't expect you to do all of this in one day, one week, or even a year. It's a process. Even if you pick one step to focus on for a month, two months, or even a year. That's why they are steps. You will have to evaluate where you are and what steps you you may have to review to make adjustments from time to time. Your life changes. It's not stagnant. This is why every few months I take the time to evaluate where I am. If you have any questions, you can contact me at the following email address, Gwen at thegwenalexander.com, and my name is spelled G-W-E-N. So it's Gwen at the, that's T-H-E, gwenalexander.com, or you can connect with me through my website, thegwenalexander.com. That's T-H-E, GwenAlexander.com, and click the contact button on my website. And then you can click the submit button and it'll come straight to me. And while there, you can sign up for my 14-day Get Started Guide. It'll help you with, like what I talked about in step one, looking at some things in your life to help you to get started on your journey. Until next time, 
Take the steps necessary to get the life you want to live. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.